We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. There's a degree of excitement in St. Louis as once again there's serious talk of bringing Major League Soccer to our town. We'll go behind the headlines on that. A new attempt to lure Major League Soccer to St. Louis was announced this past week. It would be a privately funded venture with all-female majority ownership headed by a member of the Taylor family of Enterprise Rent-A-Car fame. It would include a downtown stadium and partnering with businessman and former pro soccer player Jim Cavanaugh. This latest effort comes months after regional voters rejected a largely publicly financed effort to lure MLS soccer to town. Joining me in studio is Brian Howe. He's been involved in the St. Louis soccer community for about 50 years now as both a player and a coach. And on the phone is Jack Krogan, sports marketing professor at Webster University. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Jack, let me begin with you. How solid a proposal do you think this is? I think it's it's exceedingly solid. And the reason that I say it is is because of the uh, people, the group that are behind it. Um, anytime um, the Taylor family um, is mentioned along with uh, Mr. Cavanaugh, I think it's a, an exceedingly great proposal, very buttoned up, um, a very, very solid ownership group would be coming to the table at Major League Soccer. And I, I think that ownership group uh, the the owners uh, that make up Major League Soccer would welcome the Taylor family and Mr. Cavanaugh in a, in a New York minute. Brian, what's your take? I, I agree a lot with uh, what Jack said. Um, and with both the Cavanaugh family and the Taylor family, you have two families with a history of being committed to St. Louis, investing in St. Louis. Um, and another thing with this proposal and this ownership group, the uh, the presence of such a, a strong female group in the ownership group itself, I think, really enhances this bid. Uh, Jack, uh, St. Louis has always been considered a hotbed for soccer, but somehow it's on, on the professional level here, it's never quite taken hold, has it? Well, it, it's it's manifested itself in in a variety of ways. Um, there, there, let's not forget that the the effort to uh, bring an MLS team here began about ten years ago or so. And this is a relatively new league. It, it's a league that's been around for just over a couple of decades. So, so there certainly has been interest and an effort um, to recruit uh, an MLS team here uh, but but we've but we've seen um, through friendlies or, or international events that have been both at uh, the dome and at Bush Stadium that when soccer events come to this community and, and I and I'll go back to the College Cup that, that uh, Brian can speak to much better than I can but it was an overwhelming success the this community has a, a hunger for a soccer 
And, and the, the model is such that, that Major League Soccer is saying, look, we want to be of, of service to you, St. Louis, but you've got to do a couple of things. And one of those things is build a soccer-specific stadium. And that is a tall order. And, and clearly uh, the Kavanaugh family and, and also the Taylor family ha- has stepped up mightily. You had expressed, uh, Brian, before we went on the air, that you were cautiously optimistic. Why, why the caution? Well, we've been here before. Yeah. And as Jack mentioned, uh, the first attempt was about 10 years ago with Jeff Cooper. Um, from what I understood and I had some knowledge of that, it wasn't much of an attempt um, and really not, really never got off the ground. And as you just mentioned, recently had uh, an attempt, uh, but the vote for the stadium failed. Um, And so we have been here before, but I think this is an improved situation, and particularly because they're not seeking public funding for the stadium. The vote here in St. Louis uh, last year, was that a vote against soccer or a vote against uh, uh, public funding? I think you can put pretty much put that on Stan Kroenke. Um, it was against vote uh, public funding for a stadium for a sports franchise. I don't think it was a vote in any way against soccer. What do you think, uh, Jack? I concur. I, I believe that the, the, the timing of it was such that it was smart for um, Dave Peacock and, and their ownership group to pursue um, a, um, a club uh, because the Rams had left. But but what came along with that leaving was a, a residue or just people being uncomfortable with the fact that there certainly was public funding used for the construction of the former Edward Jones Dome. So it just was a tough time. Although although the the vote. Uh, occurred and it ultimately it was no. It was only about a three thousand vote difference, and and to me, in in, in the the most interesting way, perhaps I saw it. I, I'm sorry that it failed, but um, we're on to bigger things now. But I saw it as, hey, this didn't overwhelmingly fail. There was an interest in it at a time when the, and things in the community related to Stan Kroenke and the Rams leaving were it was just terrible. It was just a terrible time. I, I want to talk more about this current proposal, but also want to give the audience an opportunity to get into this conversation at 382-8255. If you have thoughts with regard to this latest proposal on bringing soccer, MLS soccer, uh, to St. Louis, uh, give us a call at that number. Send us an email to talk at stlpublicradio.org or send us a tweet at, uh, at STL on air. Brian, as you understand it, do there seem to be any political hurdles to uh, overcome with this latest proposal? Not as I understand it. It looks like the state is on board. It looks like the city is on board. Uh, I was looking at the group's website just last night, and they indicated that they had talked with and got approval from the governor and from Mayor Krusen um, and both senators from Missouri. So I, I think Politically, they're in pretty good shape. You agree with that, uh, Jack? I do. I, I really uh, echo uh, what what 
Brian has said, and, and also, also is evidenced by the fact that Lewis Reed and um, the mayor, were, they were at the press conference, and I believe that Darlene Green has weighed in uh, very positively. Um, certainly, she's going to be interested in seeing a lot of the detail. But, but to me, I, I just have to go back to, to this foundation of, of the uh, Taylor uh, family and the Kavanaugh family is, is so strong that We've got uh, we we've got a real. This is the best case scenario for us that that has been engaged to to uh, to to bring this to fruition. That is a new stadium and and getting that expansion uh, club here to St. Louis. Well, a couple of things have caught the eyes of folks who are, are watching this very closely. And one of the issues is the they talk about uh, this whole project being funded mostly, in quotes, by, uh, by private funds. That leaves a little wiggle room for some uh, public funds to come into the uh, equation. They're talking about some tax credits and also about waiving some, uh, some of the ticket tax. Um, what do you think about that wiggle room? Is that something we should be very, very cautious about? Jack, I, I, I again go back to the, this this foundational effort uh, with the Taylor family and the Kavanaugh family. I I think that they have been uh, very open. I think that their their model is absolutely designed to be for the benefit of the St. Louis area, the region. I don't I don't believe that there's anything to worry about. I think it would be great for uh, for Missouri, the you know the Economic Development Council, to to be of service. I don't think it's an issue in terms of an amusement tax, but but I I would tell you that um, to have this incremental stadium construction uh, uh, project and, and then the ongoing events that'll that'll be here in St. Louis. I mean that in and of itself is going to create some some very meaningful. Uh, tax delivery for the community. So, I I don't think that that there will be too much in the way of surprises. I believe that they've been very open, and that we should be we should be feeling great about this. Uh, is the potential for a surprise, Brian, part of your cautious optimism or not? It's funny that you mention that um, because one thing I did notice when I was looking at the website was that they're kind of vague in terms of the possibility for some funding, uh, some public funding. Um, The one thing that I see that would keep that in check and kind of lessens my concern is that they're going to have to have approval from the Board of Aldermen. Mm -hmm. And I think the Board of Aldermen will be pretty tight in terms of what kind of funding might be available. And this is not structured in such a way that there would be a public vote on that in any case. Exactly. In any case, one other thing uh, that I'll I'll ask you about, Jack, and that is, I'm not quite clear on who is going to pay for this stadium. Uh, apparently, private funds would be a big part of that, but then the land clearance for redevelopment authority comes into the picture and that would actually own it and lease it back to the group. Is that your understanding? And who would own the darn thing initially? 
it, it could be owned in a in a similar fashion as the enterprise center is, and, and that in this case, that technically it's owned by the the city of St. Louis. Um, and it wouldn't be surprising at all if the LCRA did uh, some kind of, of a leaseback uh, mechanism um, to to the ownership group. Um, that, to me, is a, a, a important to understand. And but in the scheme of things, going to who is going to pay for the construction of the stadium and and put the put the capital in to make this happen, that's clear. Uh, by all of the documents that I've read and, and the, what research I've done, that that goes back to uh, the Taylor family and also the uh, Kavanaugh family. But here's what I don't get. They, they, they pay for it, then what, give it to the city and then lease it back? It, it, could, it could be operated in that that kind of a of a manner that that wouldn't necessarily be unusual, and, th- and then what happens is, and along the lines of the St. Louis Blues and the Enterprise Center, then what happens is the the ownership group takes on all of the responsibility for uh, ongoing costs and maintenance, uh, et, et cetera, um, and, and so. To me, I, I see it as uh, less uh, of an issue and, and, and more of it just could be the methodology that the LCRA uh, desires or the, uh, the state desires or the city of St. Louis desires. You see it the same way, Brian? I do. My understanding is that with the state owning it now, they would transfer that ownership to the city. And That's the, the city. land itself we're talking the, about, the not land the itself. stadium. Correct. And the city would lease the land to the ownership group. The ownership group would build the stadium. And as Jack mentioned, they would be responsible for the upkeep and maintenance of the stadium. Sort of a complicated contract I see there, but that's the way these things work. Let's, uh, let's take some calls. Uh, not surprisingly, a lot of people want to weigh in. So we'll start with Elizabeth calling from St. Louis. Elizabeth, thanks for waiting. You're on the air. Um, yes, I would like to ask your guests, um, how can they say there's going to be no public funding when you're asking for $60 million in tax rebates? I think we've had enough of this funding for stadiums that um, don't benefit the public but do benefit the billionaires. Thank you. All righty. Jack, would you, uh, uh, yeah, Jack, would you like to take that? I'm not sure that, that I've come across any documentation or any uh, kind of information that says that they're asking for $60 million um, in in support. Um, I mean, that that is is news to me. In fact, um, it, the the tax support that I'm reading about and learning about is is relatively minimal when it comes to a, a project that's so significant for the community, just the $250 million construction costs alone. It is going to have economic benefit with respect to all the supplies that are purchased, all of the labor that is required over a couple of year period to get the stadium built, and then there's going to be ongoing economic impact that will take place from the events themselves. And um, they may be asking for an amusement tax ticket break, but that's not unusual in in a variety of cities, in, in, including our own. So I'm I'm I don't know about that uh, dollar amount uh, that uh, it, that 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 she brought up. 
Brian, what happens if they build this $250 million stadium and it, it, it doesn't work? That uh, once again, a team after a few years leaves St. Louis. Well, what will we do with that thing? Well, in that situation, I think we would be pursuing another team. The one thing that I'm looking at in terms of this group paying for the stadium themselves is that it's unlikely for the team to leave because um, they're going to be personally invested in the success, uh, not only of the team, but the stadium venture itself. Mm-hmm. Okay. back and, to I, the- and I, and I, by the way, I, I would weigh in. A, I, I think it would be incongruent for that to happen. I mean, they're, they're investing um, um, a quarter of a billion dollars in a brand new stadium and $150 million is being talked about with respect to an expansion fee. It just, wouldn't make any sense to for them to at some point uh, uh, abandon uh, what will be a jewel of a facility. I think I think we're going to see Major League Soccer grow. Uh, the league has been growing. All of the indications are that this is a, a terribly popular sport. The metrics are indicating it. it the, the league has deals with ESPN and and Fox and Univision. This is here to stay, and it, it, this is this is a this is really a uh, well a great time for celebration. All right, let's bring in Paul calling from University City. Paul, you're on the air. Go ahead. Yeah, hi. I just wanted to say that um, when we had the vote about using public funding to build a stadium, I really struggled with with that vote myself because I love soccer. I want to see MLS come to St. Louis, um, but I wound up voting no, and it really for me was just a vote against using public funding uh, for, for uh, building a sports stadium. Uh, I go out to Kansas City uh, a couple times a year to watch MLS games out there, and I've, I, I love doing it. I've seen what a great impact it's had on the community out there. Um, and I think if we have a soccer-only stadium here in St. Louis, it, it will ultimately be very successful. All right, Brian. Well, that's pretty much uh, along the way you've been thinking. Yeah, and I think he makes a good point by bringing up Kansas City and the success they've had there. I've been to games there myself, and it's really a neat atmosphere. And people come out, and they come out in droves. Um, and to go back to the previous caller in terms of the money, I, I'm with Jack. I hadn't heard a specific amount. I do know that the group has said that they won't be seeking TIFs. Um, and one thing that that I look at is this being part of the overall initiative of the arch to the park and being a part of that. And I think it's an important part of that. And we'll have additional um, benefits that, that being part of that will create as opposed to, you know, just a standalone stadium and a soccer team. Jack, do we have to get a commitment, a firm commitment from uh, Major League Soccer to award a franchise to St. Louis before this moves forward? Or will we be getting involved in any of this on spec? I would tell you that it would be, uh, again, using the Taylor's business acumen and, 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 and collectively as a community, um, we would have to put together, and they have put together, a very meaningful presentation um, that allows Major League Soccer to hit the goal. You have your franchise. It's going to activate in, say, 2022. And as soon as that um, is stated by Major League Soccer, then you begin the process of building this, uh, this new jewel downtown. 
Okay, we have uh, limited time, but I'm going to bring one, one more caller, and this would be Chris. Uh, Chris, are you there? And a quick comment or question, please. I, I am here. Thank you for taking the call. I just want people to understand that this is a complete private operation. There aren't going to be any tax dollars unless you go to the stadium itself, you buy a ticket, and you buy a Coke. That's the only tax. It's a complete user tax. So people in the city don't have to worry about that. People in the state don't have to worry about that. Now, I've been involved in soccer all my life. In fact, I played with Brian's older brothers, Kevin and Tommy, over at SIU. And soccer is the greatest sport in the world. And we needed to come back to St. Louis in uh, a professional stadium with the backing of the Taylors and the Kavanaugh's. All right. Well, thank you for the call. Well, that's heading close to home for you, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) He's one of a lot of people that played with my older brothers, but I'm glad to hear an SIU Cougar calling in. By the way, we uh, we asked some of our Twitter followers to get involved in this process this morning. We have a limited amount of people who have responded, and we asked them if they would uh, be attending games here in uh, St. Louis if this whole thing goes through. And 38% of the people who responded say they'd attend all the time. 44% say they'd definitely attend now and then. And 18% say nope. Uh, that's the key to the whole thing. We have a minute left. Uh, that's the key to the whole thing, isn't it, Brian? I mean, there has to be public support. They have to sell tickets. They have to have people there, and they have to have television. Absolutely. And I think it's a concern for them, and I'm sure they're looking into this, that uh, sports attendance across the board in all sports has been trending down a little bit. Yeah. Final thought from you, uh, Jack? I think that that's the beauty of of Major League Soccer, a soccer-specific stadium and a stadium capacity of 20,000. The the view and the experience in this new building is going to be second to none. The proximity from the stands to the players make it compelling to come out. And one of, one really great thing about you know the the sport of soccer is simply the amount of time. Uh, that one needs to invest. You've got 45 minutes, first half, and then you've got a 15-minute uh, uh, halftime, and then you've got another 45 minutes, and there's a little ancillary time that might be added. But yep. this experience is fast. It's a quick, great, fun experience. Well, let's see how how quick uh, the, the process is now that it started. I've got to end it there. I want to thank you, Jack Krogan, for being with us. Brian Howe, thank you for joining us. And giving us your insight into this great game of soccer. Thanks very much. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.